Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. Gotham City, welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 130. We are a fandom pop culture podca- podcast, not a podcast, a podcast. And we are proud members of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film, the Dadgum Original. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to BOF, clicking the podcast drop-down. I still think it's there. I think Bill re- redesigned the site recently, so I have to make sure that that podcast drop-down is there, but I believe it is. Uh, check out all the other great shows on the network. Uh, support them because there's wonderful people, including Brian Lauer and his uh, his Batman book club. The f- I know, I know. Ryan Lauer gets all the credit, but it's really Brian behind the scenes. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Um, <laughs> I am your co-host today. See your contributor, Batman on film. I am Peter R. Vera, and we are recording on September 30th, 2023. And as always, we have a great show for you today. Before we get into the good stuff. I'd like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review the show on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, you've just won a straight Gotham prize back. So please enter our contests, and uh, you got to be in it to win it. Now, let me introduce my partner in crime, Woody Johnson's newly appointed director of quarterback research, the champion of Long Island, ladies and gentlemen, Fireman Ed's biggest problem, Eric Holzman. Wow. Wow. Uh... I actually got to meet him when I was in Dallas. He was at the tailgate we were did at. You, did, does he know yeah. you're the champion of Long Island and actually more famous than him? No, he doesn't know that. Wow. I don't, I don't so want to take away his thunder. You don't want to take he's in a bubble. Away. He's in a bubble. You don't want to steal the man's thunder. He's older than me, and he's been doing it for a while. So That's good for you. That's good for you. Kind of have to be nice, but. Do you think if you tried to get the Jet Faithful to rise into chant, they would realize who you were and. And they would all follow suit, or do you think it would take them a few seconds? I think it would take them more than a few seconds. I think it okay. might take them a few years to actually. So we're <laughs> gonna, we'll need an announcement of that life. And I have to That's say, true. as a Jets fan, I kind of hate that chant. So really, yeah, it's just Jets. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you hate the name of your team. It's gimmicky. Like that that chant is very, I don't know. If they have been if the Jets have been more successful, I think I'd like it more. But because they're not, that's kind of what people know them for, and it so, bothers me. So because a so. team is not successful, they can't have tradition. No, they can have it. I'm just saying. Like I don't like. I don't you know, like that don't people know. know the Jets more for that chant than for their actual success on the football field. <laughs> that's what bothers me. So uh, yeah, that's the thing. So that chant for me, I mean, one time is good. I'll do it. If I'm out and at a game or even twice, but the amount of times people do that damn chant. It's it's been My uncle used to have season tickets, so I used to always go to uh, one game a year for the Jets. Uh But it's been a while. I think he hasn't had them in about 20 years now. Uh How many times do they do the chant? Before the game starts, like when they're getting hyped and stuff, you can, it can be done like six seven times in a row i knew they did I, okay i thought it's they did it just, once sometimes during pre-game oh, but no, no this is like a thing okay. no no pre-game yes pre-game it's a huge part of the like getting the stadium going and i mean it's cool to hear when everyone's there i'll say that when everyone's there doing it together it's a very cool thing yeah but after a while i like it chant to be honest with you i think it's cool 
I, most people who, well, most people do. Most people do think it's cool. Especially I, again, considering that building is so bland. That's Obviously, true. like on Sunday, they decorate it green or blue or whatever color right. it is the home team. But the building is so just neutral. You're right. That, like, when you get, I would imagine the chant adds some personality and, you know, at least some jet flavor to it. You're right. With that, I agree. Yeah, that building sucks and it's ugly. Uh, just wow it looks like a giant cabin opener that's what everyone says and they're right it does look like that it is so. every, everyone's got a new building except for the 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 garden the inside's new um and it's clearly the ugly uh, met life is the ugliest out of everything like everyone's pretty much got a new building <laughs> within sure, the last man. 15 years in this area so <laughs> i mean when you think that they spent a billion dollars on it and I mean, they didn't put a retractable and roof. Half of the building was it? Half of it's owned by Johnson Johnson. Yeah, it's the, they're split. They both own half of it. The Jets yeah. own half, and the Giants own half. Half of it's owned by Johnson. Literally, the people that make your lotion can't afford. Uh, well, they could. They just robbed you blind. Yeah, and put a damn roof on it. And I love. Pl- I like playing in the elements, but still, man, there's sometimes to be nice to your fans. Like, say for for an example, yesterday they should have done the soccer thing where the roof covers. You know what they did in like Miami? Yeah, it covers the seats and the fields exposed. Yeah, because take a day like yesterday, right? We had a really bad rainstorm here, and I know Pete. You said it wasn't bad by you, but by me, it was really, really bad. Yeah, but they're not gonna in football. You're not gonna you you won't postpone a game like that. You'll play, so. I don't know. For conditions like that, I just think sometimes it might be better to have a roof. Was it Peyton Manning's first Super Bowl was played in the rain? Right? Yes. Against Chicago. Against Chicago, yes. That was in Miami. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I remember I was at an airport for the beginning of the game. I forget where I was coming from or going to, but I was at the airport, mm-hmm. and I missed the first half uh, of that game. But Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I've so, only traveled really once during a Super Bowl, but it was from party to party. It was the Ravens Niners Super Bowl. So I missed the entire blackout. Like, I think I was traveling and I was well, while I was traveling, like the blackout just begun. So I, I, I didn't miss like the second half or whatever it was. <laughs> so, so I didn't miss any action really. So it kind of worked out in my favor. Dude. Yeah, man. It's what's it called? It's a, uh, it's a crazy. It was a crazy day. I don't remember why I was traveling. I think I actually was delayed too. I think that was part of the problem that I was supposed to be back. And I think I was coming from Florida, um, and I was supposed to be back, and my flight got delayed, so I missed the beginning. I want to say I missed the first half. I think, yeah. But anyway, second half all you needed. No more trips down memory lane. It's fine. Uh, we have stuff to discuss, so let's talk. Uh, probably the biggest news of the week, uh, definitely the biggest news of the week in entertainment across the board was the, the, they've reached an agreement, the writers and the studios and producers and everyone have reached an agreement. Uh, the writer's strike is technically over. Uh, it was 146 days and yeah, I mean, good for them. I'm glad it, I'm glad it. They all said like October. They were all talking about October, like they knew the definite date. But uh, I guess they had a good idea because you know it was like September what twenty eighth, twenty seventh. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the twenty seventh. So I think is when it was announced. So I guess everybody's wallet started to hurt, and they just kind of came to an agreement. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a long, it's been long enough where we haven't been getting paid. 
I think it's a little crazy when I think about this whole thing after coming out of COVID, it's a little crazy that the studios let this go on as long as they did. Uh, that was been, that's been my take from the beginning. Like I understand it's a business, right? And you have to, you're, the, these guys are paid to do their job and so on and so forth. Um, but after what happened with COVID, when everything was shut down and they lost a ton of money, it was crazy to me that they actually let this go as long as they did. Yeah, they're greedy, uh, man. That's they're, so, this is this is big money. This is greed, dude. Yeah, I mean, clearly that's what it is. Um, but this is here's a little bit of the parameters of what what was grant what was given to the writers. So the three year deal outlines a twelve point five percent pay increase, starting with a five percent upon the contract ratification. For the following two years, writers will receive four percent and three and a half in- increases in their respective years. Uh, before the strike, the WGA was asking for a 16% raise over three years. So they, they did pretty well there. Um, in addition to raises, writers secured a 76% increase in foreign streaming residuals. This was the big deal. I remember it was all the, streaming was the big stuff. Yes. This was the big part. So they also will increase their residuals from Netflix from $18,684 to $32,830 for a single hour long episode. They almost doubled that. Like that's pretty, yeah. Well, it um, made sense. Like the studios are just being cheap and like, oh well, you guys got the home video sales, and everyone's like, nobody buys that shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It, it's true. Like they, they tried to cheat them, man. Like I, I can't side with the studios on this. They just come off, you know, Iger and Zaslav just come off like rich, out of touch assholes. They do from the beginning, and the comments that they made during the strike sounded they sounded that way, and yeah, this didn't make them look any better. Uh, but the writers did well for themselves. They, they all seem pleased, which is the good, the good thing. Uh, you know, after negotiation, you want both, sh- both sides should be happy. I'm, I don't know how the other side is. We haven't really heard much from their take, but, uh, let's be honest. All of us really care about, we just want our content back. So, <laughs> so now we could go back to the I, business yeah, of talking about guess- if I had to say, like, I know we're all saying we side with the writers because it's the right thing to say, but in essence, because we're just fans, just get the deal done. I don't yes. even, you know, like I guarantee you there's some of us who are just like, I don't care who wins. I just want someone to uh, come to an agreement. Yeah. And I mean, not we, we both know people who are, who are producers or directors or, you know, we understand how this impacts them. So we're not saying at least. You know, we're not saying that, no, screw you guys. We're just saying that the fans in us, the fans of this material in us, we just wanted to wanted it to end. Like, we just wanted yeah. it to come to an end. I kind of felt the same way when the nurses went on strike. I don't know if that was like a thing or anywhere else, but in New Jersey, nurse nurse RNs went on strike. Right. And I was like, well, this sucks. <laughs> like, who's going to help take care of all the sick people? I know. You know, but it's like, get it done. Come on. You guys got, it's like, you're important. You know? Yeah, you're, that's you're really the important. I need you. Exactly. That's the truth. That's the bottom line. Um, so, yeah, so we have a deal. I don't believe the actors one, the SAG after one is done yet, but apparently that's close now, too. I don't know if it was what the, they were tied in or what was going on there, but apparently that that strike is also coming um, close to being uh, resolved. So they're going to wait till October. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the one that we saw October just to make everyone right. <laughs> but yeah, so. Good, good. That's good news because, as we know, there were tons of projects that were delayed, 
we knew the that penguin for instance that's the one i care about the most right the penguin stranger things blade 2 deadpool uh, stop production a lot right. of things stop production penguin was one of those things yep venom 3 the new gladiator deadpool 3 right mm-hmm. all of the and deadpool tried to work through it you know they were one of the few projects that did they tried to you know they couldn't make any rewrites they couldn't change the script at all they just had to but i i guess it's impossible i guess rewrites are just that common because you know sometimes you get there and i guess you have to change something because they stopped production they thought they could plow through it and they couldn't so interesting yep so i wonder how um what they're saying now about hope drew barrymore is because <laughs> she wanted to come back and do her show and she was gonna go back without of uh, without the strike being over uh, so I wonder if they're tuned. Everyone's tuned towards her changes now. I just wonder how these little, these little, these little fights that we heard popping up here and there. I wonder how those are going to resolve. And you didn't you have like a reality show, Holzman Live? <laughs> no, I thought that was going to happen on like True TV or something. I no, thought you were in, 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 because of the strike, things fell through. No, I didn't. I would never want that. I, I thought it was. I thought it was going to be kind of like, uh, uh, like Big like Brother. No, no, no. It'd be more like The Office, kind of like that fake Big Brother type thing, you know, follow the life of, of, of Eric Holzman, but it's like office-sized, you know? Why, does, any, why does anyone want to watch boring material like that? I, you're the champion of Long Island. Like, things just happen to you. That's boring. Trust me. That's not, dude. Everyone, <laughs> dude, the adventures of you and Sally Testerberger would set ratings. Like, I mean, Mike and Molly would be canceled. Uh, the funny I'm not even going to say right? it. it's Mike fine Mike and what else who else is that the, the Long, King of Queens no one would remember it you would be officially the show of Long Island I think Mike you know? and Molly was in Chicago I was just talking about like loving couple shows you know oh. sitcom things you know mm-hmm. King of Queens yeah yeah you imagine you the new Al Bundy Eric Holzman that was not it's, a loving couple that was that was a, <laughs> <laughs> that was not a ha- they were not a happy couple. Uh, uh, Al, yeah, but Al Bundy, like, you know, it's like every, every time you go back to your old high school days, you talk about your days <laughs> over at uh, Chaminade Eye. I can see the twinkle in your eye. No, I, I do. Eric talks about the days seven touchdown games. Outside of that, outside of that part of it, I hated my time there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Eric, like, ah, oh, man, he was just. They uh, called him Mister Plow, but. That was terrible. He plowed right through the defense and right through prom night. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Grumpy old Eric. (laughs) Okay. That's enough of this right here. (laughs) On to the next topic. Yeah, let's let's move on because that's just ridiculousness you're talking about right now. Anytime you talk about Eric, it's ridiculous. But he's <laughs> blushing. He's blushing. You're making up stories. You're making never, up stories. I've never made up one false story about you. That's true. Well, not really. But it's okay. Uh, <laughs> so last week we talked a little bit about this. The Batgirl directors, uh, Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah, were, you gave us a little bit more about what their feelings on The Flash and what was going on. They're really broken up about this. They can't stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah, man. So apparently, every project it's brought up. Yes, they think about Batgirl every day. Um, they re- they replay the making of the movie, and they think of what should they have done differently. Uh, that I mean, part of you is like, yeah, get over it. 
<laughs> like kinda like <laughs> but part of me is also like I understand because this is something they worked on and no one got to see it. So it's kind of a yeah, weird I just don't I don't want them to kind of turn the corner here and kind of want to rile up the masses, so to speak, like a certain individual. Yeah, that's true. You know, I kind of get in the vibe that that's what they're trying to go for a little bit here because it keeps coming up. You know, David Ayer keeps bringing it up and uh, he's got his own group of individuals. I kind of, I mean, I think with these two, though, I don't even think they can show it because of the legal ramifications of it, right? Like, wasn't that part of the deal for the tax rate sure that they couldn't? Uh, for, well, oh, well, yeah, for, for Batgirl, yeah. I don't right? Think they can. Yeah, I think Ayer could. Ayer could, yeah. Yeah, yeah Ayer can. He's got big camera. I don't think the Batgirl one. Because they'll, they'll have to pay. I think there's they've got to, like, there's got to be money exchanged. Stuff. Right. They've got to pay for it or it's got to be part of, it's going to be taxed at some point. However, the, that works. the The best thing I took from this from this article was that they they are actually working on Bad Boys Four. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was cool to read to find out from reading the article. But um, they talked a little bit about uh what their what Batgirl was for them, and they said it was a blend between Nolan and Burton. Uh, play around with that in your head for a little while, right? Like, <laughs> oh. I feel like it would kind of be more like the city looks like Burton's Gotham, but the tone and the it be more realis- realistic, I guess. Yeah. Then Burton's got like, you know, like it's kind of like they're picking the best parts of what Batman and because that's originally what that Keaton Batman was. It wasn't Keaton's Batman from the Burton verse. It was like just a couple Batmans molded together. Right. Like it's. Yeah, Mostly. I thought it was all. I thought it was a combination of the very recent cinematic Batman's kind of blended together mm-hmm. into one character that just looked like Keaton. You know, like so. Yeah, I think I that's what it. we got right. I think that's what we got um, in the Flash, uh, in some way. But the one thing they asked they asked specifically in this interview would Batgirl have been a hit had it been released? And I'll read what LRB responded, and I'll. Is. He says, it's tough to say. The movie didn't have a high budget, and I think that's a big part of it. We had to keep the budget low, so it was a very grounded story. But the fact that the budget wasn't that high already would have helped it be a success. People do love the Bat family. They love Batgirl. They love Gotham City. They love Michael Keaton, and Brendan Fraser gave an Oscar-worthy performance in the movie. And the movie was supposed to be for streaming, which allows you freedoms that you don't get in theaters. If it was a theatrical movie, we might have needed to have a bigger action sequences than we had, but we'll never know. Hopefully we can come back to DC and show what we can really do. It's like unfinished business. We've got to prove ourselves one day. So it does. I don't know. It's just weird. Cause like Keaton was in the flash. The movie bombed. Would it, would that have helped this movie? Like, I don't know. Is Keaton's Batman as loved as everyone thought it was? I think for us it is, but not for people who probably were born Twenty that's what I'm saying, like, years it's, ago, right? Like it's, it's a, not, yeah. You know, it's kind of sad. I mean, the, the Flash makes me question a lot of things. You know, it's it's kind of put a sour, t- like, you know, because I thought it was obviously going to be a little bit more popular because of his involvement. I kind of thought he was having like a career resurgence, and uh, maybe I was wrong on that. Well, no, I like I said, I think for the people who grew up with Keaton to a certain point, and then you're. You were what ten years after, or six years, seven years after? I was no, three years, eighty six, right? So, yeah, so three years. You were three years old. So, yeah, for us people who 
that was our first cinematic Batman that we got to see. It holds a special place, but for other for the kids after that, whose first one is Bale, I mean, mm. they don't care. They probably didn't. It's care. just weird. It's just like, don't you? If you guys like this stuff, don't you guys like dig up on your history? Like that's just, it's weird to me how people like. I guess we're just like I would call them lazy fans, right? Or I guess casual fans. It's just like, don't you like if you like something, don't you want to know more about it? Don't you dig into like the history? What it, where's it come from? What's it been through? You know, like. That's, I, that's astonishing to me. Yeah, people like I think we do, but I think this the generate the next generation after yours is just different. Yeah. Um, you know, they're very they're used to having things accessible all the time and right at their fingertips. They don't have to look back if they don't want to, so they don't put in the effort. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, it's just how they were how they brought how they were brought up in that time, in that era. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, it is interesting. One of the things he said in his response that I thought was interesting was about Brendan Fraser giving an Oscar worthy performance, uh, as Firefly. So that, that kind of, (laughs) that kind of made me sit up and say, Hmm, um, you know, obviously he just gave one for the whale last year. So obviously he was the momentum carried over into. Yes. So, yeah. So he was, (laughs) so yeah, so that's something that, uh, that it caught my eye, but it does suck. Like I feel, I do feel bad that this movie didn't come out for a number of reasons, but mostly the more I hear how it's sticking with them, I kind of hope we get to see it one day. That's all. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know who to believe. Like, I'm sure they're going to say it's good because they made it, but at the same time, like it could very well be horrible. You know, it could very well be just a tax write off. I don't know, but it's, it's so weird to me that the movie just, I, I'm still like, just like what happened with this? thing? Like, I know. You couldn't make any money off this, so you canceled it. Like it was, but you 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 let I don't know. Like I don't know, but you thought Blue Beetle was going to be a, a smash hit, right? Like they're kind of the same thing, right? These upstart movies about smaller characters, right? Blue Beetle being a lot more obscure than Batgirl, obviously, but like you just I don't know, like right. And then Blue did Beetle you know the it. Flash was going to bomb so badly? You're just like, well, Keaton's done. We're not doing this again. Let's cancel this movie. Well, no, they thought the opposite, right? Like everyone, all the test or was that just all bullshit to get us to get hyped up for the movie? I don't know. Like, I don't know what to believe anymore. Like, you know, like they tell us, (laughs) they tell us the flash is the greatest comic book movie in the world. No one gives a shit. And then I've been hearing Aquaman's the biggest piece of shit ever made. And we'll find out in December if it is or not. Yeah. It's just like, what, what do I believe anymore? I can't trust anyone. I would feel less. I would cu- kind of sigh with you on that if the fact, if except for the fact that actors and other directors and writers were all saying that the Flash was fantastic. It wasn't just yeah. I don't the know screeners. if they're just kissing somebody else's ass. But what would they industry. have to do that for? They don't have what, to because do that. I don't know. Maybe Tom Cruise wants to be in an Andy Muccietti movie sometime down the future. Well, but Stephen King has nothing to gain. Maybe he, he wants it. Andy to direct one of his horror novels. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I, I could see stuff like that happening. You're Hollywood's getting, a land of ass kissing. You're 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 getting into very conspiracy theory area, Pete, right now. Your 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 brain is going there very quick. <laughs> yeah, but I still go outside. I'm not like in my basement crunching this. I'm just I'm here on a Saturday at one o'clock in the afternoon talking to you about it. That's it. No, you're right. Yeah, I um I mean, right. I don't even have enough time to talk about this crap on Twitter. I mean, one thing I was like, ha- hashtag WB conspiracies. Oh, Jesus. There we go. That's going to be the new one. <laughs> That's it. We're starting a new one. 
That'd Hashtag Walter New. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, one thing that we do know is coming is the new DC Films universe. Uh, and James Gunn on Threads, which I need to pay more attention to, apparently, because I Cause never... We're going to be paying for Twitter soon, so Threads looks like an option. Right, yeah. I'm going to have to start doing that. Uh, so he was answering questions, as he always does, on thread, like with his fans. He's We all say he's very good about that, which I think is good for us, but kind of crappy for him, because it... It kind of opens, yeah, and it kind of opens him to a lot more criticism. And a lot of times, definitely, dude, this is definitely like shitter talk, yeah, right? Like, he's yes. just on the John doing this. There's no way <laughs> he's like actually working and takes the time off to look at his phone for this. He's definitely on the John, I would say, yeah, he this is something he's doing when he has a little downtime, whatever that is. He's oh, doing <laughs> Twitter on the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not Twitter anymore. Oh, damn, it would have been funny though when that, that was the case. Anyway, so these people start asking about canon, right? Like, what's canon? What's going on? Um, so he said he, he was very clear. He said nothing is canon until Creature Commandos next year, a sort of an aperitif to the DCU, and then a deeper dive into the universe with Superman Legacy after that. It's a very human drive to want to understand everything all the time, but I think it's okay to be confused on what's happening in the DCU since no one has seen anything from the DCU yet. He continued to say, and yes, some actors will be playing characters they've played in other stories, and some plot points might be consistent with plot points from the dozens of films, shows, and animated projects that have come from DC in the past, but nothing is canon until CC and Legacy. Now, I didn't realize Creature Commandos was that big a deal, but apparently I was mistaken. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he, this, this still sounds like a soft reboot to me. Yeah, you know, this is gonna stay. This isn't blah blah blah. Like whatever. And yeah. Like, all right. Cool. I, I don't know about this creature commandos. I, this may be his his Guardians of the Galaxy animated. I I don't know if I really care though. To be I think it's gonna be fun. Um. So I'm obviously I'm I'm willing to see. He's got to win me over on this because he's fantastic. So I usually give everything he does a try. But I mean, we already like. There's other things we already know, right? A fr- a fan asked how Blue Beetle would factor into new plans and Gunris said Zolo Maraduena will continue playing Blue Beetle in the DCU as Viola Davis will Amanda Waller and John Cena will Peacemaker so we had heard that already we knew that um, we had heard that Blue Beetle was was going to continue the director kept saying yes I've been told he's going to continue so we know that he is the next question is though Will it be in relation to the movie we just saw, or are they just keeping him and, <laughs> you know? I, you think they reboot the movie already? That, well, that's that's the crazy thing I was thinking, but, you know? I don't know. You they may know? just get a sequel. Like, they may, I think I think you'll see a lot of Batman Forevering. I think okay. it'll be a lot similar to that. You know, it'll be like, yeah. And then, like, 20 years later, but yeah, it's not connected. It's like, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, just go there and watch the movies. Well, yeah, I mean, he's... <laughs> I'm, done, I'm done trying to figure this crap out. Regardless of what... It's not, th- it's not worth it, to be honest with you, just watch the movies. It, yeah, it can get um, frustrating if you try and do it, so I agree with you. Just watch the movies and enjoy them at your leisure, but regardless of what people think of the film Blue Beetle, I think most people liked him, so I think yeah, that's... Yeah, no, he's great. Yeah. He's very charismatic. Yes, so I think that's a good thing that they're keeping him. And again, like I said, Gunn is a little, uh, he's smart in a way for, for 
including the fans because you want to have goodwill and be willing to answer questions. But man, sometimes I think he just opens more uh, bigger cans of worms the more he talks. Yeah, because they just they keep on. They're not going to stop responding to him. They want answers, right? So they're always they're always going to have a question, and uh, you know, he, depending on you know how much Taco Bell he ate on Tuesday, you know, <laughs> it depends on how long he'll be answering them. How much? Yeah, how much time he's 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 sitting chilling waiting. Basically, he, they probably don't eat Taco Bell in California. They probably get really good tacos elsewhere. Well, it's got to be like right. It's got to be like pizza around this area, probably. Right. Or maybe he's eating some El Pollo Loco. Because I remember, like, I was talking, when we were in Texas, I was mentioning Javi, and I was like, yeah, there's pizza places all over New Jersey. Like, pizza? No, it's tacos over here. And I was like, well, that makes sense. I mean, this is Texas. <laughs> it's true. I was like, I wouldn't want to eat your pizza either. <laughs> yeah. I had any, when I was just there, there was a place that I passed that when I was walking around that was pizza. I thought like, about it, and I was like, you know what? Don't even bother. I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm okay. Yeah. So that's how I felt. Well, moving right along with the topics because we have others to to, to discuss. You don't want to talk about pizza? Well, I could talk about pizza all day, but <laughs> no one wants to hear our discussions of pizza. I Everyone wants to know Luigi's Holzman special what? Wednesdays. Luigi's in Park in uh, I think it's in like Park Slope, Brooklyn. They have a Holzman special. <laughs> What? Yeah, well, in honor of your Aquamanius, I think it's anchovies. Uh, oh, that would not be an Holzman special. An octopus. No. I think that's oh, what it is. That's disgusting. Whole, it used to be called the seafood special, but now because of you, it's the oh. Is that it? I mean, I'm sure you can be like, hey, look, I'm German. Throw a little schnitzel on there. You know, I'm sure they could, they could probably accommodate you. That's so disgusting. What are you doing? I'm not doing anything. You want to make the I'm, most unedible pizza ever? That's what you're doing right now. I, I mean, people have been eating Elio's for years. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say this. I don't know if it's because I got older, but as a kid, I loved that crap. And I had it recently, and it was garbage. So they either changed it, or I'm just older now. And I think he just grew up. Yeah. Lauer probably still eats it because he, he loves eating <laughs> like a toddler at lunch. <laughs> he he does like his his monster cereals and monster cereals his his juice box. <laughs> He's awesome. Uh, <laughs> his Ninja and, Turtle and his Ecto Cooler. Like he likes that. Oh, Ecto Cooler! Wow, Ecto Cooler was a shit back in the day. Oh god, that was just pure sugar. Just like everything in this country is pure sugar. <laughs> that stuff was so sweet. Oh my god! If I had it now, I'd probably die. <laughs> it was sugar so in sugar. Uh, that's true instant cavity all right so someone who's dead sadly (laughs) but was it what this movie was made uh marlon brando uh as we know legendary actor godfather uh street Street card desire Desire. right on the waterfront um tango last tango in paris apocalypse now all these other movies great films that he's done he's he's widely considered one of the best actors ever uh, we do know he had a role, a small one, as Jor-El in Superman, in, in um, Richard Donner, Superman. But apparently, he was kind of a dick. <laughs> so, uh, we all know the story for the most part, that they wanted to legitimize 
this movie, right? Because it was the first attempt mm-hmm. at making something like this. So they wanted someone serious in in the role, someone that could bring actors in. I mean, br- sorry, bring viewers in. And Brando was gravitas. Attacked. Yes, the gravitas, right? So Brando was. Um, they asked Brando, um, and this was the deal he worked out for himself. It's kind of crazy. I had no idea it was this lucrative. Yes. So. Brando's salary was a record-breaking $3.7 million and 11.75% of the box office gross profits uh, was his deal. a lot of money. Yes. a lot of money for them. Right. Yes. And Jack Nicholson, we know, we found out later. Nicholson's deal is way better. But like Brando, it's like the Bobby Bonilla deal. Like Bonilla and his agent set this like precedent for like deferred money after you retire. And now everyone's doing it. I know. know, It's he's, he's the first. So it's kind of impressive. Yeah. So, um, as, like you said, like we said, this was the first one. And then Nicholson, as we know, did it for Batman 89. Uh, but he wanted to use the funds apparently to pay for a documentary series about the discrimination that native Americans face in the United States. Uh, but I didn't know he was like a, a, so passionate about that. I had no idea. Yeah, he refused to he refused to accept his Oscar, uh, an Oscar for that same reason. Uh, he wouldn't go up and get the award. So is he part Native American? Is he part of his origin? I don't think so. But I mean, he could be. But one of the he wanted to play Jarrell like a bagel. Like that's something that came out. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Like, like. He's a sandwich. With a schmear? He wanted a schmear? Yeah, so he's Jewish. <laughs> like, I don't know what this means. It's true, man. I have no idea. He wants to play like a bagel? <laughs> so does he just sit there? Like, <laughs> Sesame, poppy seed, everything? Like, I don't know. It's just a, What? <laughs> Yeah, but he he apparently was just really, really bad on set. He didn't memorize his dialogue. I knew uh, that. I knew about the cue cards and everything. I didn't right. know Reeves hated him. Um, yeah. I thought that was interesting because they didn't get along. And I, I've I've heard some interviews about him not talk nicely, but it's always in that Christopher Reeve like polite way, right? He's he always got he's always got like the dignity and right. character. Right. He does things as he did things a specific way. Um, but I didn't really, I didn't realize how much that he did not like. It was very just disappointing because it seemed like uh, Brando was one of his role models, and uh, yeah, he was just let down. His know? idol, it said, said it was his yeah. idol. Yeah, it's, it was, I guess it was like a kid in the eighties, meaning Charles Barkley. But like, oh, man, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a role model. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said? Yes, it was a commercial, famous Nike commercial. Yeah. Yes, but I also didn't know Carrie Elwes was a intern on the set of Superman. Uh, Carrie Ellis, who of course went on, to, who's played in numerous films, mm. Robin Hood Men in Tights, and just recently, uh, Mission Impossible. He was just in the latest re- Mission Impossible. Uh, so yeah, he's been a, a tremendous character actor, and I didn't know that either. That's something I found out while uh, reading this. So that was pretty cool. Um, but he always, apparently he's always been, uh, he was a headache even after Superman came out. Uh, he's just an old, difficult old man. Yes. So, which isn't surprising when even when you hear people talk about other actors who've worked with him, um, there's been a lot of stories throughout his career that he was very difficult, could be very difficult. So, but yeah, man, it's another side and another thing like the Reeves part that you just mentioned, the Reeves part with him. 
you might not always want to meet your your idols because they could disappoint you. Right. I I remember first time I met Eric. Oh and, Jesus. Uh, you know, he didn't disappoint me. I was like, wow. I was like, finally, someone else from the tri-state area in Texas. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's true. That was it. I was I was immediately impressed. His physique, his, his just the way he commands, his respect. What? It was incredible. Shut you know, up. No one sits and drinks uh, a Coors Light like Eric. It just he just demands respect. I was not more. drinking that that day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so sometimes it doesn't work out. But when I met my idol, I knew I wanted a podcast with him. That was funny, man. That. Because I remember Rick telling me that some other guy from the Tricet area was coming, and he didn't know who you were. So I was he, like, oh. "Yeah, I think I think Rick forgot, didn't know how to spell my name." There's two, there's two R's instead of the last name. Yes. So he, Rick made me Spanish. He did. He did, which he is fine. Right. It is. It's fine. You know, I get a haircut. I I look pretty Puerto Rican when I get a haircut. <laughs> really? Yeah, I do. I do. If I if I if I was if I especially in the summer if I get tan I could pass. Okay. So, but yeah, like you know, I get a nice little fade. It looks good. So, Pete, I don't. You are not a fan of, or you haven't seen the Harry Potter movies, right? You're not a fan. I could care less. Okay. Well, Christopher Chris Columbus. I don't like saying Christopher because that's the explorer. So, <laughs> Chris Columbus uh, directed Harry Potter, but. We found out there was an article that he actually was going to uh, he turned down Spider-Man um, to do Harry Potter. So we might Which have had crazy. we might have had Chris Columbus and not Sam Raimi doing the original Spider-Man films. Uh, a Chris Columbus Spider-Man film would be pretty cool. I mean, he's very good with young actors. He is. Right. And he likes telling stories about young people. So like Spider-Man, you know, let's be honest, he's a high school student right when this first happens. So. You know, they don't get much younger than that, really, when they want to make a movie. Unless you're doing, like, Look Who's Talking and you want to do a movie about a baby. Right. <laughs> right? But, like, he's really good at that. So, like, I could imagine this being, like, a smash hit. Like, you think about, it, like, the Aunt May aspects. He could really do some really good stuff with that. Uncle Ben, you know, he can make you tragically, like, tear up. Uh, I, I th- it's one of those things, like, remember when, like, Goyer was telling us on his on, on, when we were talking about it last week? Was it, to- was it Tim Scott? Who is it? Tony Scott? Yes, like the Tony Scott Man of Steel. Like it's, you're just like, oh wow, this totally would like this makes sense. Yeah, like I'm kind of upset we didn't get a Spider-Man movie by Columbus because it would have been really good. Yeah, I mean he's fantastic. We, he he wrote or directed Goonies, Home Alone, Mrs. Doubtfire. So like he's he obviously would have this would have been fantastic. But uh, yeah, he he apparently presented a 130 page document slash screenplay outlining his vision for the movie. Um. So yeah, would have been cool to see. Yeah, I would have totally been down. Yeah, but I mean, he uh, you haven't seen you you don't care about the Harry Potter movies, but he did the first two, I believe, and I watched the first one. That's the only one I've really watched, and I was yeah, this isn't my thing. (laughs) Stupid kids running around this train station through walls. I don't care about any of this. Well, he's um that uh, the first two. And the, the writer's always in the news for something bad, so I'm just like, I don't care. Oh, yeah, the, um, J.K. Rowling, yes, for the book. Yeah, she's always yes. saying some, something crazy, and it's like, oh, I'm just not going to pay attention to anything that has to do with you. <laughs> it's, 
I I'll say this. People love it. People love it. I I, I didn't think it. I was going to like it, and I wound up loving the franchise. So I didn't read the books. But do you ever I like? Do you ever ride around on your broom and play that ball game? No. Quidditch? Okay. No. Never. I've never played. Quidditch I was watching uh, some Gordon Ramsay show the other day, and uh, one of the contestants told him that he was an athlete, and Gordon was like, "Oh, really?" He's like, "Well, yeah." He's like, "Well, go, Gordon. I'm a I'm a professional Quidditch player." <laughs> and they were all like, what? <laughs> and I was like, you loser. <laughs> I will say it probably if if it could happen, it'd probably be a lot of fun. I yeah, I don't know. If you if you had a flying broom, I would not be playing a game. I'd be just <laughs> San Diego, here I come. Hawaii on my way. Out Miami. That'd be true. That would be true. Tropical palm trees, drinks and cocoa nuts. So yeah, I just I when this I read this story, I was trying to think of the movies Columbus has done and applying them to Spider Man, like his style. Good man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would have been. Cool. I mean, like I said, he's fantastic. So when they reboot it, can we get him to direct the reboot? Like I'm sure. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. When Tom well, Holland's done, we're you know Spider Man's going to be around longer than Tom Holland. That's true. That's so, true. Let's he, get this Spider-Man before Columbus dies. Spider-Man is like Batman, so he will continue to... How long is Columbus? How how old is Columbus? Do we know? Oh, I'm not sure. He's got to be in his I'd, 60s by now, right? I'd say he's in his 50s, late 50s, early 60s. Yeah, yeah I'd we got to get this there. going. Can we hurry up, Disney? Can we finish your Spider-Man shit and get some real good Spider-Man? Well, it's still going to be Disney. Well, maybe not. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be. If Sony takes it back. Yeah, so I'm saying. Let's get rid of this Disney crap. Let's get some real Spider-Man going. Mm. Yeah, real successful. Yeah, like you know, like like Sam Raimi Spider Man, like that stuff. Let's. Uh, you mean like you'd be like the MCU Spider Man, even though you don't like it? How that's been crazy successful. I guess. I mean, sure, Aunt May's dead. That's great. <laughs> Aunt May's dead, and everyone forgets who Spider Man is. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's your reboot. Your reboot is your you, own character, I guess. That gives you enough to do whatever you want going forward. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that's great. We'll see. So, we'll see so what they do. A lot of fun. They're not going to do anything. Well, they are, because so, they I have know. to. <laughs> bitter. I hope they don't. Just, Sony's just like, this is mine again. Oh, yeah, because we want to have the great uh, stories they told with the Amazing Spider-Man. Or, you know, Morbius. Or the second, what's it called? Venom, Leathery <laughs> Carnage, or Craven, which looks fantastic, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I, dude, I don't even remember the trailer. It got delayed. <laughs> they came out, right. Then they go out with like a teaser or something, and the movie's delayed till next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we can say what we want about how we feel about what Marvel or Disney did. People, it resonated with people. Whatever the case may be, it resonated with people. So, like, I like the first, I like Homecoming and Far From Home. Homecoming's really good. Far yeah. From Home's good. I don't no, like. No, no, Far From Home is not good. No Way Home's good. No Way Home, yes. Titles are confusing. No yeah. It's another reason why it's stupid. No Way Home. In <laughs> fact, No Way Home's been on, I have this free view going on now for, um, I think, Stars. Mm. So, it, No Way Home's been on. And I watched, I've watched bits and pieces of it. Just That's good. Bed. Yeah. That's good. I don't mind it. It's very, it's a very good movie. 
And again, bringing. I doing... just like my big gripe with that movie is it's like it's everybody else's villains versus Tom Holland, and it's like, uh... yeah. Why can't he but, have his own? But thing? not just Tom Holland, because the other two come back. So no, I get it, them. but it's like you need. It's like without them, the movie kind of doesn't really exist. I don't know. Well, they wouldn't. Like, the have more done I think, it. I, 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 the more <laughs> I think about the movie, the the kind of like the less I like it. Like the hype's kind of worn off. Hmm. You know, I still, I still get bothered that the the wrong Peter saves the wrong MJ. I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> it was a redemption thing for him. Yeah, sure, I guess it's just, it's just like another thing that this this MCU Peter Parker and he do. wasn't saving MJ. <laughs> he he saved MJ, but he it was Gwen who died. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just think I think that uh, Holland should have saved his MJ. You know. All right. Garfield the, tried, his died. You're, you're so. sounding you're sounding very Kowalski right now with your nitpicks. I have to say, it's not a nitpick. It's it's <laughs> it's a problem. I think, you know, like Holland Spider Man, like he was going to kill the Green Goblin until Toby stopped him. Like he's not really always cracked up to be. Um, that's Toby's villain, right? Right. Yeah. Hmm. It's not Tom Holland's villain, but but he was going to kill him. It's also Toby's friend's dad. So? (laughs) The whole point is Tom Holland wanted to kill him. Yes, I understand, but... He's not that great of a Spider-Man because he's got this, like, you know, little blood blood rage in him. Spider-Man don't kill. That's just human nature, though. I guess that, but Spider-Man's above that. That's why he's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And Batman's above killing too, right? Well, he is, and just not in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's like in the '80s, it's like when '89 was made, and even Returns, like it was. They weren't comic book movies; they were made as like action action films. So, like, it was different. Like now, because now they're real comic book movies. But know? they're all interpretations of characters, Pete. That's the thing. Like, yeah, we have. Fine. Think- doesn't mean I have to like it. I no, don't you're like right. What you're right. Doing in detective comics right now, that, that thing right. sucks. You're right. You're 100 right. You don't have to like it, but I didn't tell you not to like it. I'm just telling you why I don't like it. That's fair. That's fair. So, but one thing we both liked, even though we didn't like the last, well, I didn't like the last one. You did, apparently. I think. Um, mm. Was Halloween the Halloween franchise? Oh, Halloween ends sucked. Okay, good. Whew. That but movie's you, horrible. But you like the one before that. I like Kills, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Um, that was stupid. But anyway, the future uh, of Halloween is, is we don't know right now, but apparently the rights are being shopped. Uh, Malik Akkad, I guess he's the one who owns it. Is that how you say his name? Um, sure. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, it's being shopped. So... Yeah, there we go. So we're hearing that A24 and Miramax are two parties currently in battle for the TV rights and that A24 is currently leading the charge, Um, which would be cool. I don't want to see a TV movie, dude. No? (laughs) Not for Halloween. I want an actual silver screen movie. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, And I don't want to see some way... I don't want to see some weird TV series of like, oh, Mrs. Michael Myers before he was the shape you know like i don't want to see a movie about michael myers in like third grade or a tv series about third you know like so you don't want to do what they did with the nightmare on elm street where they did the flashbacks to when freddie was a boy and then the reboot the nightmare on elm street reboot i didn't mind the nightmare on elm street reboot i just 
I've already seen Young Michael before he was Halloween. Like when there was Rob Zombie's Halloween, right? Like right. Before he was the shape, not before he was Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it, there's nothing there's nothing that you could do that would probably excite me about a Halloween TV series. Like what would what could you do that you shouldn't do in a movie? It's a slasher movie. All he does is kill people. Like what? You know, like are you going to make like a seven episode show about that? I don't know. Like. Is it, just give me two hours of teenagers getting slashed. Like, who cares? <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. Part of me is just like, let it sit for 10 years um, and don't but do Chucky's anything. Chucky's been really successful, actually. I know, I know. Yeah, I, there's there's definitely a case to be made. And as we know that uh, A24 is doing one on Friday the 13th. Um, we'll see. Called Crystal Lake. We know that's coming somewhere um so yeah i mean there's there's obviously a a place for this and a place where you could tell these stories and continue but i don't know man like maybe let it just let him rest for a little while like i'd rather hear a story about them doing something with a nightmare on elm street or another different like i'm good for like five six years on halloween don't bring i don't know like when it comes back, you want to make it an event that people wow haven't seen this in a while. Let's it'd be fun to see them. Yeah, it, it, don't BVS this. You know they brought you know what I'm saying like Dark Knight Rises was what 2012, and then uh, BVS yeah. was uh, 2016. Like it was just I feel like it was too close together. Like Batman, yeah. Well, but they announced Batman in like 2014, right? 2013, 14. So it was like sometime after Man of Steel, the movie was announced. So it's just it was too close, in my opinion, to bring back Batman. So I wouldn't bring back Michael Myers within like five, six years and wait. Yeah, I'm with you. You got to make people want want this because you, it's like the like the superhero market is just so oversaturated. You don't want to oversaturate the slasher market because it's made this huge resurgence. Horror in general has made a wonderful resurgence within the last like 10 years. It has. It definitely you know, has. And a lot of that has to do with The Conjuring. Yes. And I mean, they can push out a horror movie because – most of their stuffs are horror movies. Like it's, it's continuing the same, like kind of like, I don't know, religious horror storyline or whatever you want to call this. But, um, you know, it's like the, the conjuring one is different. They'll maybe they'll set up a seed, like the nun. So it'll spin off into its own thing. But for the most part, like all these movies are kind of standalone, like they're franchises with themselves. Yes, you're right. And, and there's definitely material here. That you can go with. I'd like to see a different take. Uh, I like you said. I don't know if I'd need to see like what he was like before he became um, this version of Michael Myers. Or, but I think there's material here where you could add some weight to the character because he's kind of a <laughs> like. What was Judith Myers like in high school before she died? <laughs> yeah, you know, just you could do things like that. Do you, what do you care? Isn't that part of the reason? No. It's like, it's like, it, it's kind of like when Nolan was, when Nolan talks about the Joker's, like he just is like, you don't, you don't need to know what happened. You don't need to know about his scars, you right. know how he became. He's just there. He's just wreaking havoc. And it's like, yeah, those are like the best villains just, just because it's like, man, what makes this guy tick? I don't know. Right. Yeah. You, no, I, too much. you don't need it. I'm not saying I need it. And I, I necessarily, I don't, I don't even think I'd want it, but there is that material there. You could explore if you wanted to do something like this and Hey, these people are talented. So it could even, they could even do it and it could be something great. Amazing that they do. I don't know. Although Lori Strode, she becomes the principal of a 
California private school. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> it would be a little nuts, you know, and, and maybe they had interactions in the past. Like, you don't know. Follow Dr. Loomis as he goes through medical school. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> Follow Sheriff Brackett as yeah. he goes through the police academy. Like, okay. And all of a sudden there's the guy who makes robot noises. So that's like so that it's all connected. So police academy and Halloween are in the same universe. <laughs> I think Sheriff Brackett's like, hey, what's going on? He's like, Michael Winslow. Didn't Michael Winslow die though? I think I don't did. know. Uh what's his name? Uh what's his name? The lead actor. He's still alive. Steve Gutenberg, yeah, he's still Yeah. He's he threw out the he's he's a big he threw out like a pitch in the Somerset Patriots game and now he's a big fan. Oh, so wow. he likes Yankee minor league baseball. <laughs> <laughs> He'll wear Patriots hat in his uh in his uh IG videos. He's always like spreading like positivity. So good for him. But uh yeah. Steve Gutenberg is the next uh person to kill Michael Myers. It was Ant-Man, now it's Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> That's fantastic. Ant-Man versus Michael Myers, the crossover you've been waiting for. A real killer enters the MCU. Imagine they did like a Slasher Wars movie. Freddy vs. Jason? Freddy vs. Jason, Michael Myers. Who else can we throw in there, Pete? Um, and has one of the seven Chucky, million ghost faces. Ghost, yeah. <laughs> well, it has to be Billy. Billy's remember Billy's a, a force ghost now. So that's true. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. So we um, have that. Like that. Know, I, I think maybe Palpatine just for shits and giggles. <laughs> he looks disgusting. That would be funny. Yeah, his face looks like it's melting. So he's he's, he's hideous in his own right. Do it. Uh, yeah, do else? it like a comedy. I think that'd be Toxic great. Avenger. Right, he's getting a reboot. <laughs> he can throw a Toxic Avenger in there. <laughs> <laughs> just do it as a comedy. Oh, yeah. that'd be great. That'd be Cujo. Funny. We can't forget about Cujo. Cujo. <laughs> oh, wow. Are we forgetting anyone else? Oh, the leprechaun? That's it. That's how we get Jennifer Anderson. That's star power. It'll be a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come back to horror. Uh, who else? Oh. I'm trying to think. Uh That'd be fun. No, though. I, think, I think we got them all. I think we we, we pluck, pluck somebody out of the Scooby Doo Adventures. <laughs> Just one of those. Villains. There's so many that you can choose from. Yeah. <laughs> and then you pull uh, off, oh my god, it's Ryan Lauer! Like, hey, <laughs> the Batman Book Club drops every day. Batman Podcast Hour. Oh, that would be great. Oh man, now Ryan Lauer is getting like. <laughs> Ryan Lauer is getting wise to my games. Uh-oh. So I'll send him a text, and all he says is okay. Hmm. I'm on to you, Lauer. I'm going to get you. He's on to you, you, so you're on to him? Is that what we're Yeah, doing? double negative. <laughs> the old Sally Testerberger special. <laughs> Two of the sting. <laughs> He's not even real. Good Lord. Uh, what are we doing? No one's gonna. No, we're not gonna. We're not gonna argue about your love life on air. That's not even. Oh, I can't even go. I, it, 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 it. She, Eric, she'll be back. She loves you. Good D is hard to find. It's Wendy. You keep saying Sally. It's Wendy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wendy is from South Park. <laughs> Sally is your ex girlfriend who's been planning your Star Trek themed birthday party for like three years. Oh, okay. Star Trek. Anyway, you should talk to Hoss about that one. He's got voicemails. It's pretty funny. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Hmm. Shall well, 
Well, <laughs> moving on. Eric's frustrated. Next no, I'm not. I'm fine. Uh, the Justice League Warlord movie has a release date. <laughs> apparently, so there we go. Apparently, it's not very good. Well, someone commented on it. We'll be um, able to find out real. about a month, October twenty third. That's when we'll be able to find out. Uh, it looks interesting. I'm behind on all these DC animated movies. I still haven't seen the Flash one in World War II. Um, I'm behind on even a Harley Quinn the animated series. I've only actually watched the, the first episode. Um, I think they've come out with like a couple more too. And I'm trying to yeah, th- I'm behind on them. What's the last one I watched? I'm trying to remember. The last one I watched was the John Stewart Green Lantern one. I watched that too. Yeah, that was good. I liked it. It was okay. I, I I didn't like a lot of their character choices. I thought the movie itself was fine in its little bubble. But I was like, ah, I don't know if Hal would have done that. <laughs> yeah. Like that way. That's fair. Uh, it's fine. But it's it's still it was still an entertaining movie, um, but I think that's the last one I watched. Well, I don't know. I think it looks pretty interesting, uh, but if it sucks, it sucks. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I didn't like what was it called. The one I think that I didn't like was the one that rebooted the universe, Apocalypse War. I did like that one. Oh no, wait, which the one? I, there's one of them I didn't like. I can't. You know which one I really did like that actually surprised me? I thought Injustice was a lot better than I thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, that's the one I didn't like. I you didn't, didn't like that? When the no. Superman from the when the good Superman came in, I thought that was a really great little plot twist. Yeah, but I thought the rest of it kind of sucked. It was boring to me. Really? Yeah. For a movie based off a video game, I thought it was pretty good. I was surprised. Maybe I just had like low standards for it. Or low expectations, but I, I was I was surprised. I want to watch that one with Jay Garrick, though, because I, I love Jay Garrick. Yeah. Did I see that? I don't think I did. No. We talked about it when it was first coming out. Um, but yeah, and I'm and I'm behind on Harley Quinn. So, but it was funny the first episode. I thought it was funny. All right, where are you with that show? Yeah, I'm behind too. I have to start watching it again. You've got to start watching Batwoman season three. Like you are so far. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm gonna tell Javisha Leslie that you hate female superheroes. Tell her whatever you want. I don't care. That's fine. You couldn't handle all that anyway. I'm never going to meet her, so it's fine. Oh, you know what? With an attitude like that, you'll never will. I did meet Megan Tandy, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, let me go tell Megan. Hey, Eric Holzman, your biggest fan. Hasn't seen season three. He's a fraud. My biggest fan? I don't know if I'm her biggest fan. but yeah, That's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> Are the Jets playing on Sunday? Sunday night, yeah. Who are they playing? Sunday night. Yep. Against who? Kansas City. They're going to get killed. It's going to be fun. Ooh, that's rough. Hey, but... Tay-Tay. Dude, I knew nothing about this chick until she started dating Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey put this chick on my map. Shut <laughs> up. I knew she was a country singer, dude, and I knew Thursday night about week about a month ago she made my commute from work a living hell because she performed at Giant Stadium. I had to drive. I'm driving from Sea Caucus, so I'm down the Turnpike. It was miserable. Okay, I can believe a lot of things, but I but cannot I, believe you did not know who Taylor Swift was. I knew who she was, but I have not heard or talked about her this much until Kelsey started dating her. Oh, wow! And I'm not even a football fan, and like it's it's just it's, it's everywhere. Proof it's on this podcast, but it is. It's like everyone's talking. Everyone's talking about Kelsey and Tay Tay. I can't. Well, I can't stand her. I used to like him. 
But now I can't just... stand him. I th- I think he sounds like an uneducated moron. Like every time he opens his mouth, I'm like, shut up. I was like, how is your brother so like intelligent? <laughs> like Jay, the other one is articulate and like he makes sense. And I'm like, Travis is like, I'm like, man, you are a football player. <laughs> you are just dumb as an ox. It seems. Like. Well, Jason's older. Well, he's, he's definitely wiser. He's you know he's the older brother. Great beard. Great beard. Older brothers are always better than younger brothers. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. I'm both, so I don't have a I don't have a choice. You're you're an only brother. Exactly. But I'm an old so I'm older and younger at the same time. You're <laughs> you're you're smolder. You're a smolder. <laughs> so all right. Well, I think we need to wrap this one for now. What's your final final prediction for tomorrow uh, Sunday night score? I don't, dude, don't even ask. I just know they're gonna lose. I just don't know by how much. I hope Do it's you, close. Is it possible Kansas City puts up a double nickel? Every, anything's possible. You think so? Sure, why not? Okay. 55 Kansas City. Life is anything's possible in life. That's what Eric says. Eric says 55 Pat Mahomes. Well, he's number 15, but they're going to score 55 points. We'll see. I don't know. I know the Giants play on Monday. My commute's going to be miserable. I, I hope the game's not on, uh, at home. I think it is. God, I might have to be like, hey, can I work from home on Monday night? Giants are playing, you know, traffic. <laughs> traffic at midnight, not a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm actually going to the Mets game later. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who are they playing? The Phillies. That's good. You'll see a playoff team at least. I have not <laughs> been, to, I have not been to City Field in... Oof! Since my the last time the last time I was at City Field was the Tampa Bay Rays Hurricane games they played. They played two games at City Field because they, there was a hurricane in Florida. Oh, hmm. yeah. So that was the last time I was at City Field. That might have been twenty nineteen. It was all before COVID. Okay. Yeah, like my friend who. My friend who passed away, we go, we try and get to a game every year. And this year we hadn't been able to, but, um, cause he was a big Mets fan. So it's the last weekend of the season. And my buddy was like, Hey, I can go this weekend. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. So yeah, do it. Yeah. That should be fun. Who are you, who are you going to, you going to wear a Phillies hat? No. You going to root for the Phillies? I'm not rooting for either team. I'm just going so to watch the game. You're going to be hanging out at the Blue Smoke Barbecue Shop. That's where Dude, you're those ribs are fantastic. So, yes, I might. I think they're better than Shake Shack. No one believes me. But I'm like, there's there's never a line. And the Blue Smoke, I think, is delicious. I'm sorry. Everything at Blue Smoke is fantastic. I don't know if it's still there. Because, like I said, I haven't been there since 19. But that was my spot. Yeah. that's. I used to go there, too. It's right next to Shake Shack. But, yeah. Well, the, I, I I discovered it by accident because I didn't want to. I didn't really discover it, but I was like, I'm not waiting in that stupid line for this burger that everyone's talking about. I'm gonna go get the pulled pork sandwich, and I thought it was fantastic. So, that's nope. uh, that's my story about Blue Smoke. I don't think I ever had the pulled pork. I would just get the ribs because they had these. Yeah, no pulled pork. Well, because like I'm thinking, like I have a ball game, like ribs. My hands are gonna get filthy. It's gonna go on my yeah. face. I'm like, it, you know, like I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to like seriously like like take a shower in the bathroom after this. So it's like pulled pork. I can at least manage a little bit. And it was good. It's very good. Yep. So 
That's what then I they have. Uh, what was it? They, I know they've got like I don't know if they still do it, but the guy who sells the fried Nutella balls, the rice they still balls. Have them. Yep, they still yeah. have it. City Field's nice. I like City Field. It is. I wish it was. Cool. I wish it looked more like its own building, but uh, it's nice. It does. It's Ebbets Field. Well, yeah, it's a, definitely a ripoff. Ebbets, you know, Ebbets Field because you got you know, and we and all know some Camden Ponds. Yards. Yep, there's some Camden the Yards. Dodger Ponds. fan, you know, the, the Will Ponds. Yeah, come back, Will Pond, ruin my team. The Jackie Robinson Rotunda. Yep. Yeah, that's a bit weird. I'm no, no disrespect to Jackie, but it's it's weird that you know. He's got a rotunda at the Mets ballpark. It's, it is. It is weird. <laughs> it is a little weird. Tom Seaver's outside. Oh well, yeah, but the Mets are just. There's just a, a combination of the Giants and the Dodgers anyway. Are the Yankees? That's where they got their pinstripes. The pinstripes, yeah. So they took the. Well, they're the very elements. original. Yes, <laughs> they've always been very original. <laughs> so yeah, it should be fun. I should have a good time. All right, hey, enjoy it. Um, do, do us a favor in the Facebook group. Send us pictures of your seats and your food. Okay. You should I'll do that. that. I'll send. Sure. Because it is a beautiful ballpark. So. All right. Well, Pete, tell them where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me all over social media, Twitter, Instagram, threads, Mastodon, and Zack Snyder's favorite platform bureau at Pete Illustrated. You can follow this podcast, the podcast listing right now, straight to Gotham at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Consider joining both because Eric's posted food pics. Um, you can also find me uh, at the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. That is another podcast I do at Italians for Spidey. Check me out monthly at uh, the Batman Book Club, hosted by Brian and Ryan Lauer. Uh, that's always fun. I love de- dealing with the uh, the dynamic cousin duos of those guys. Um, and uh, we've got a we've got a new monthly recap up size with BRP. That's our new name, BRP. Brian, Ryan, Peter. Um, and uh, I'm Batman on Film. The Com, Batman Film YouTube, Batman Film Podcast, all over that place. So check that place out. I'm gonna I'm gonna take over the website from Bill. Really? Yeah, I'm just gonna take it over. I've just been slowly dominating. He hasn't. He hasn't been. Interesting. It's, 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 yeah, it's. Interesting. I'm like Genghis Khan. This is like a announced coup. Very crazy. No, I'm just gonna take it. It's just mine. I'm going. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna um, sneak in there with a Roger Staubach jersey, and I'll never see it coming. <laughs> well. On that note, uh, <laughs> you guys can find me on, on Twitter or X or whatever the hell you call it now at Finally33, spell Finally33. Uh, as Pete mentioned, check out the Facebook group. Um, we've been I've been trying to post more content in there, so, you know, well, uh, I'll continue to do that. Oh, yes, happy birthday. I said yesterday. It was his birthday yesterday. We're recording this on Saturday. So to Steve Helm, happy birthday, buddy. Steve. Uh, you know, many more. Um, many more happy birthdays for you. Yeah, I'm to start. I did want to do my birthday. I'm going to wear my cowboy and everything like that. I'm going to Sunday. I'm going to rip and everything. There you go. See, there's your there's your your tribute from Pete. It's your tribute. As you guys know, I do a show about the New York Knicks every Wednesday night at 8:30 Eastern Time called All Nicked Up. You can check out the Twitter handle at all underscore nicked underscore up over there. The season is starting soon, so we're going to be ramping up our coverage and content of the New York Knicks. If again, if you're fans of the team, or even if you're just fans of the NBA, you want to give us a listen, you want to hear my hear my voice again, you could check it out over there. 
Eric does all the shows without pants. You don't see no. it because it's always <laughs> he's always from like the shoulder up. Well, but you know mm, he never wears pants. Sometimes we'll see. Uh, <laughs> of course, you can find us find us on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitter. Because uh, again, it's a live stream, so every Wednesday night, eight thirty Eastern time. Uh, check us out for that. And I think that's all right now. I don't have anything else I want to plug. Is that is that a part of the Holzimon Podcast Network? There's no such thing, but I guess now it is. Now We're it is. It now it's a thing. So that's it. Yeah, Eric Holzman. Eric, Eric, sing us a song. Give us a few notes. No. Come on, give us a few notes of inspiration. Something that we can carry on to the day of joyous, just love and interpretation of music. What? What are you just, talking let me hear, about? Stretch your vocal cords, Eric. Come on. Let me it's see. too early. Well, da 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 da, kiss from a rose on a hose, man. Ooh. Come on, give me a little bit of that. Come on, give me a little seal. Come on. You sound like a <laughs> dying dog. <laughs> <laughs> arc, 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 seals. You said, forget it. I'm, I'm, oh god, my this isn't Sea World Shamo. I'm not doing this, so let's just end the show. That's all. You, you ever know, like when Eric doesn't want to participate, he just ends the show. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's time to end the show. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Such an cool. idiot. Anyway, oopsies. <laughs> Oh, God. For this idiot Pete over here, <laughs> I'm Eric. You're listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah. <laughs>